Sheila Addison. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And um, uh, Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. We'll try to make sure that we get around to some phone calls in the last segment. So make sure that you keep listening for that. Um, today, we just have one question, and we'll kind of have a, a conversation around that question. But the question is, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Um, truly, the headlines are overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Um, truly the quote unquote new information, which seems to be um, different iterations of the same thing happening. Mm-hmm. It's not new information. It's, it's a, it's an- another event, but it is not a new event. It right. is just the same type of stuff that is happening all across our country. Um, that's just breaking out or maybe has broken out and is just sustained is a better way to put it. Right. Um, it's it's just ongoing. And the question is, why is this happening? And I thought, Will the Great, we mm-hmm. might have a conversation around some of the things that you and I have been discussing um, under our own roof, you know, looking at what's going on. I know that your heart has been burdened and there have been many <laughs> reasons for um, our hearts to be burdened. But there is yeah. an answer to yeah. why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. There is an answer to why this is happening. And let me tell you something. There are um, political pundits who think they know why this is happening and and they touch on it just a little bit. But it's sort of like um, it's it's like a uh, like a drone just learning or a a kid just learning to fly a drone. Mm -hmm. They touch down and they pick back up and then they touch down and they pick back up. They get very, very close Mm -hmm. to identifying why this is happening in our country. But there is no proper identification for what is happening in our country if you ignore what is spiritually happening. That's right. No, that's right. So if you 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 can talk about all of the different like reasons. Right. And you get really, really close. Right. And right. and you can look at some remedies. You can say if this happens, then this will stop this. And you get really, really close. Mm-hmm. You get really, really close. Right. But unless you acknowledge the spiritual underpinning for all that is breaking out or has broken out in our country, then you're not hitting the nail on the head. That's right. And the Bible actually doesn't leave us ignorant concerning this. As you guys know, look, we've got one way to approach the way we live and engage in the United States of America, mm-hmm. 21st century. That is through a biblical lens. Yeah. You know, it's important that we as Christians understand that these things are spiritual in nature. Yes. You know, if absolutely. no one else understands that, Mm-hmm. Christians, we have to understand that, you know, uh, just taking one snippet is a big snippet. But, you know, what um, our brother Abraham exposed on his show about Black Lives Matter and yes. the witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Look, that as That's Christians cute. should not surprise us right. because we you can see the influence, you know, of what's happening there on people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, why has this gotten so much traction? Mm -hmm. Why are corporations bowing down and giving money? You know, why are athletes, you know, uh, bowing down? You know, Mm -hmm. why are uh, church denominations, you know, it's a spiritual in nature. And sometimes Christians. Yeah. Christians. Sometimes brothers and sisters in the Lord. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. go ahead. No, I'm saying Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't we don't understand it in, in our mindset. You know, we we look at people and we look at entities, and but there's these things are spiritual in nature, you know. And there are principalities, there are powers, yep. there are rules. These things exist for real. And I mm-hmm. think as Christians, we can't be the ones who are not wise or not discerning no. uh, concerning what's going on. That's right. That's exactly right. And you, you think about what um, the Apostle Paul asked of the Galatians. Mm-hmm. His question was, "Who has bewitched you?" Right. And like, in other words, who's cast a spell on you? Like, what is going on that you have become so deluded in your thinking that right. you have turned away from the gospel? And right. you see something very similar happening in our country today with the adoption of Black Lives Matter as the only talking point or chanting point that will work in culture. Even Christians adopting this belief. Right. Even right. Christians adopting this. But look, let's not stop there right. because there's, you know. When we start to drill down and we talk about what has attacked the church, it's not only the things that we see and we dislike. Right. It is also the things that we don't see, but we like. Right. That's good. These things have attacked the church as well. This is why it's got to be Jesus Christ over everything. Mm -hmm. So when a person can look at Black Lives Matter and say, yeah, I knew something was wrong. Why people are holding on to that? Well, that's maybe it's easier for you to arrive there because you were uncomfortable with that from the beginning. Mm. It just didn't sound right. It Mm -hmm. didn't set right with you. Mm -hmm. But when we start having conversations about the Confederacy Mm. and we start having conversations about the goals and the aims and the rebellion of the Confederacy, then that wait, no, stop. Hold on. You don't understand the spit. No, hold on. Mm -hmm. Because they were Christians. Well, look, they got a lot of people who are black and white Mm -hmm. who are marching, Mm -hmm. who are standing up for BLM, who also call themselves Christians. So who's right and who's wrong? Right. Where do do we go to measure that? We have to go to the word of God. Mm. We have to go to the word of God. That's right. And this is why our allegiance cannot be to any person or thing apart from Jesus Christ and the word that he has given us. That's right. We don't, listen, Christians, we exist in attention. Nobody owns us except Jesus. And he purchased us with his blood. Amen. Nobody owns us. What do I mean when I say that? I mean, nobody gets to tell me what to say on an issue because of the color of my skin. And no one gets to tell you what to say on an issue because of your quote unquote heritage. Mm. What you should be doing is drilling down and saying, wait a minute, what does the word say about this man? If, if people are wrong, then let's tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. I don't care how much that hurts their feelings. You see, it's a lot easier when it's because it's it's um, as Jay Warner Wallace put it, it's otherism. (laughs) It's otherism. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for us to point out what is wrong in the other person. Mm -hmm. But when it hits closer to home, we're like, no, I don't (laughs) know. I don't see that. I'm sorry. Move on. Move on. Well, it is time for people who fear God to say, no, you know what? This makes me uncomfortable, but I'm not going to move on. Mm. You think it doesn't make. Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Do you think that it does not make Christians who are black uncomfortable to tell other black Christians that black lives matter is antithetical to the gospel? You think that's easy? (laughs) 
But maybe because we hear it so much in this circle, in this context, it seems like it's just easy to say. It's not easy because you know what gets lobbed at you. You hate yourself. Right. You're not. You really despise black. yourself. You're not. You're not. You're not empathizing with people's pain. Mm. People have real pain, and you're making light of it. That's that's what Christians who are black are hearing when they say, "Hold on a second. Look deeper into the spiritual implications of what's happening right now." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because that's not always brought to the surface, it seems like, well, that must just be easy for you to say. No, that's not easy. But let me tell you something, picking up my cross and following Christ, I never supposed that that would be easy. Right. See, this is this is where we've gotten it wrong when we've thought that following Christ was an invitation to our best life now. Mm. That's not the invitation. And as as a matter of fact, as we see all these things unfolding and what's going on in our country and beyond, we need to understand, I believe as Christians, that the remnant, that the church is really small, smaller than we think. That's right. You know, as we get closer and closer to the coming back of our Lord, I think we're going to see more and more that the remnant is, is, is small, you know. That's right. And. Because those who will stand up for truth and, and speak and say, this is what thus said the Lord, man, that's not popular. You know, that's not a thing that will get you applause. You know, no. th- these are things that will get you persecuted. That's right. That's right. And and look, and if you think that persecution is other country, I, I was going to say otherworldly, but I was trying to find a way to say a, a, <laughs> the country? another country. I don't know how you do it. I, sometimes it works, Will. Sometimes it doesn't. You know how I am. I just keep moving. Uh, we'll try again later. Uh, you think that that's reserved for another country, okay? <laughs> right? Um, just just start doing and saying the things that are difficult. Yeah. And you watch how close it is to home. Yeah. Just Just start reading the word of God and taking your position based on that and just 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 watch the people who will look at you and kind of tilt their head just a little bit and say that you don't make sense. Mm. I thought I knew you, brother. Why are you saying stuff like that? Mm. Oh, sister, I thought, <laughs> come on. Why are, you, why are you taking that position? Because it is the position that based on everything we read in Scripture, we believe most glorifies God, right? Yeah. This is not there, any allegiance to the color of your skin, whatever that is, That's please right. understand, is idolatry. Mm-hmm. Anything that we exalt above the Lord Jesus Christ is idolatry. Mm-hmm. Remember, the early church, they were not compelled to get rid of Christ just to add to him. Mm. You can worship Christ, but just also worship Caesar. And look, anything that we put above him is idolatry. And anything that we try to put on par with, That's right. with him that's you know, right. is idolatry as well. That's not, he's preeminent. There's nothing that's, right. that's on the same level, same plane as, as him, you know? And so I think we need to understand that even in the context of, of living in America, man, it's, it's God, you know, that's who we serve. You know, it's not, yes, we have an allegiance, you know, as far as we uh, uh, respect where we live, mm-hmm. you know, in our country, but man, God is preeminent. That's you know, right. It's not that's right. an equal thing. That's right. So so let me explain that. Let, let me let me just kind of go a little bit further, right? So it's not God and country. Mm-hmm. It's God. Mm-hmm. It's country. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. There is a difference. If we and, and this is I you know, I was I was communicating on, on social media with a sister who was very confused by a post that you posted, Will the Great, of course. Oh right? really? 
So, yeah, well, I mean, that's just what you do. You just constantly well, stir the pot. And um, she was very confused about you pointing out the danger of the homosexual agenda creeping in on the Republican Party. Hmm. And she was very confused because it seemed like you were um, telling people to vote in a different way. And how can we save this country if the votes are divided? And how? And it's, so, in other words, what seemed to be implied was don't warn people if it threatens the vote. Hmm. Now, let me tell you why that is that particularly <laughs> gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. Because people ask me all the time. People who don't look like me, all right, ask me, why do black people continue to vote Democrat when I can reveal to you all of the things that are wrong with the Democrat Party? Why do they continue to vote? Well, for the same reason that professing Christians will continue to vote Republican, even if the Republican Party shifts. If you make an idol out of that, Mm -hmm. you have no interest in the truth. That's right. Guys, where is our allegiance? Our allegiance is to Christ. Now, I will tell you something. When bold men and women who fear God rather than man stand up for the truth, you see what happened. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll just take a little bit of liberty here. I don't know this for a fact. All right. But you'll see what happened during the Republican convention. There was no touting and celebrating and all of these things that I think if the Christians would not have responded and said, don't play. Mm. Don't Mm -hmm. don't don't play with the platform. (laughs) But what if the Christians say, "Okay, do whatever you want, because we just want our safety. Do whatever you want, because we just want our economics back. Do whatever you want, because we want our cities to be okay. That's fine. Introduce all of that to the platform. That's fine. No. But Christians, including this organization, said, don't play. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Test us. Push us and see what happens. This is what it looks like to not be owned by anybody. Right. To say you you can go in that direction by introducing homosexuality as something that is celebrated and firmly, you know, embraced and touted by the Republican Party and see if the quote unquote evangelicals continue on. Go ahead and test that. But I don't think that's what you want to do. That's where you get the open homosexual talking about foreign policy and not Hmm. homosexuality. (laughs) Right. Everybody knows what I'm talking about here. That doesn't that doesn't just happen. (laughs) Excuse me, because Christians roll over and like whatever you want. Right. Boldness is required in this hour. Amen. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. On American Family Radio, we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki, and I'm Will. And that's Jennifer Meckel, uh, great God. I'm going to tell you something, man. Listen, Christians, we are to be 
active. We are to be stewards of um, the freedoms and the liberties that we have been given in this country. But whenever we feel that that activism or that involvement or that stewardship, um, you know, threatens a compromise on our part, man, that's when you have to step back and you have to say um, to to whom am I, you know, greatest or where was my greatest allegiance is, is, right. is what I'm trying to say. Right. And if there are certain things that you just feel like, man, well, I, I, I won't talk about that because, you know, your supposed team gets affected and your team is anything that will pass away that you're concerned about. Hmm. Right. Um, that's a problem. That's a problem. So when if you have a pastor who stands up and refers to John Lewis using scriptures that refer to Jesus, we have to call that out and say, uh, no, <laughs> um, uh, no. Right. <laughs> OK. Right. At the same time, if you have a vice president who says we need to fix our eyes on old glory in place of Jesus. Mm. You have to stand mm. up and say, uh, no, no, I like you, but no, because right. <laughs> right. it's not a, it's it's not about us just choosing who we like. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? It's it's why do I like you to begin with? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's why. Why do I like you to begin with? Right. Because what what I see is that, OK, we have aligned ourselves on the same side. Right. We have put ourselves on the Lord's side. So mm. you're you're we're on the same team. Yeah. If you know, if the person does something that is not advancing the team, you have to say, uh, excuse me, player. <laughs> Although in New Orleans we would end it with a right. be player, okay? <laughs> You're messing with the team here. Yeah. You are messing with the team because what is the team? And that's why we did a show where we talked we talked about you know who's the us mm-hmm. and who's the them, and we can't get this twisted. We cannot be confused about this as we await for our Lord. He look look. Don't be like who Peter wrote about in his second letter. Don't be the scoffers. Mm. Y'all have been saying Jesus is coming for a long time. I'm not sure about that. So I'm going to do everything it takes within my power to save this country. Because I don't know if Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. When the Lord in his, man, immense grace and his wisdom can do whatever he wants to build up and to tear down. But our hope, our hope is in the Lord. Like I, I, I would I would hate to be found in this place where, you know, the thing I'm fighting for yeah. is not eternal. And I end up losing that. But then in the meantime, I've also compromised on that, which is eternal. And so now I have to stand ashamed before Jesus because mm. I'm like, oh, man, I, I I put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah, we we have to fight first for that, which is eternal. And use the wisdom that we get while we're fighting for what's eternal to do battle here in the temporal. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Lord makes us wiser than our enemies. Mm. We have seen this. This, is, this happens over and over again. Now, I, I don't want to lose too much time. I, there are several headlines that I think we have to talk about, which probably for many of our listeners, because they are so well informed, um, this is not going to be the first time that they're hearing about it. But we were talking about this over the weekend. Um, The new report from the CDC. (laughs) (laughs) Now, again, as Christians and and even some people who are not Christians, but just listen well, you know, (laughs) um, 
when Dr. Burke said if a person dies with COVID, we're counting that. Remember, we did a show where we, you know, we talked about that and said that's yeah. incredibly alarming. Yeah. And um, there have been all of these instances where people are, you know, <laughs> talking about how I, I heard from a friend um, who told me that um, a, a friend of hers. Right. So I don't know anybody directly. Let me just say that this is anecdotal. Right. But there's been more than one instance. But I had a friend. Uh, come into town and she told me that, man, you know, she said something weird happened with uh, one of my friend's children who went in for a COVID test and decided that the wait was too long and didn't even take the test, but ended up getting positive results. <laughs> man. And you go, and, and these are the kinds of things that you go, that's just too unreal to be right. true. And then you hear someone else say that, right? That, it, you know, <laughs> and you're like, now, come on. What is going on? Right. Like, why do people seem to have a vested interest in keeping us afraid and, and controlling us? Because when you are afraid, you give up your basic freedoms. Yep. Easy. Right. Right. When, when you are afraid, you say it doesn't matter. Just tell us what to do. Whatever will make us safe. And people know that. So now th these numbers from the CDC report that only six percent of COVID-19 deaths in the U.S., uh, list COVID-19 as the only cause of death. 94% of COVID-19 deaths involve at least one other underlying health condition. On average, 2.6. So on average, two or more underlying health conditions, which all of us have become like members of the medical community. <laughs> so we all know what comorbidities are right. now. <laughs> right. We didn't know before. We were just like, oh, she had this and she had this and she had that. And you're like, oh, you can shorten it to comorbidities. Okay, great. <laughs> And so and so this is what we're looking at. Right. The CDC listed the top underlying medical conditions linked to coronavirus deaths as the flu and pneumonia, respiratory failure, hypertensive disease, diabetes, vascular and unspecified dementia, cardiac arrest, heart failure, renal failure. All of these things that we have been talking about and saying, but there are other issues involved, but the numbers being so inflated as they were, it's hard for us to focus on the other issues mm -hmm. because all we hear is COVID, yeah. right? And so you would wonder, like, I mean, why, why would at the same time that the CDC is releasing numbers like 161,000 deaths plus, right? Then in reality, only 9,000 plus of those deaths are just solely related solely to COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And a lot of them are, you know, in the uh, nursing homes as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you look sad. at the chart on the CDC's website, that's like the largest chunk, the breakdown of the, the numbers to die yeah. as a result of COVID. Yeah. Listen. It's amazing what has happened in our country. It is amazing. And it has happened in such a short period of time. Not only did we have um, a virus that, you know, we couldn't talk about its origin. We couldn't <laughs> talk about how it spread so quickly. Couldn't talk about the measures that the president took to keep this country safe. Um, not only could we not talk about that, but we couldn't disagree over like the best forms of treatment for you. Remember it, we can't, we can't disagree and we still right. can't, we still can't disagree right. over the best forms of treatment. We can't disagree over the wearing of masks. Right. Right. But also let's go one step further. We took the virus and we made it racist. <laughs> Man. 
And just think about that for a second. So, so we want now, you know, because if you attach justice to anything, you know, then you get a following. Yep. The 99 percenters wish that they knew that right. at the time. They would have had some traction, man. They, man, they wish they, <laughs> they wish they knew that, you know. All they had to do was just make it about financial justice. And they just they couldn't find that word, couldn't use it, you know. But it's been found and uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not for a long time to be lost again because of its great um, effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And so what do we want? We want medical justice now. Medical justice where, you know, people are not disproportionately dying. But here's the reality. And, and man, this is going to make people uncomfortable. But, you know, there's some personal responsibility involved even in that. Yeah, 100%. Even in that. I mean, you, you know, I heard Dr. Burks and uh, we're talking, talk, talking about the hardest hit areas as far as uh, COVID-19. And one, she said, like the inner cities the and as code for like the black community, mm-hmm. yep. you know, she said, you know, the, the nursing homes and things like the, all the older, you know, and I'm like, man, some of this is preventable if we would take responsibility for our health as far as, you know, what we eat, what we take mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. if our immune systems were built up to a certain point when this came about. I don't think certain communities would have been hit as hard, you mm-hmm. know, and this has been something known. And I'll just say within the black community for a long time that we yep. have all these different, you know, uh, uh, sicknesses and illnesses that's prevalent, mm-hmm. you know, but and we just never really to the types of foods y- yes. that are consumed. But we have time to, to do something about it and really make gains in like in health and all of that. But it's just, no, I don't want to change. So and then there will be people who will say, but, you know, but people don't have access to foods and Mm -hmm. and clean eating is so expensive. And so people don't have access. And I would say this when there is um, not the trade off food, you know, Mm -hmm. or other luxuries. Right. Then I'll believe that. Right. Then I'll believe that because we invest in what we care about. That's true. Right. That's true. We invest in what we care about. We say, I'm I'm going to I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm going to forego this because I want that. And so it is a mind shift that has to happen. Yeah. Right. Because no, because nobody no one is saying, I hate you so much. You must eat this. Right. Right. Exactly. You must live this way. No one is saying that. So those things become personal choices. Right. Where if we are submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we pray for his wisdom, he enables us to make those better choices. Amen. It's true. Amen. And look, I don't always make the best choices. Right. Me neither. I mean, you know, I don't even I don't really know what a comfort food is because some of it is just like what we eat in the South. Like some of it is just <laughs> it's not like a comfort. That's just normal eating, you mm-hmm. know. But then you start doing a little research and you start to realize, you know, maybe maybe not every night of the week we need to have that. Right. You know, may, maybe. You know, maybe that's just a fry, a fun Friday food, as we call it in our house. You know, maybe that's just a fun Friday food where you don't have to think about it. It's, you know, you're guilt-free Fridays. And, and again, and I'm not, this is not medical advice, but this is just don't be manipulated by the headlines advice. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah. I want, Will the Great, I want you mm-hmm. to play this clip. We've got this news clip out of Columbus, Georgia. I'm just, we're just bouncing around and talking about what is happening. Why are we here? Is the church being played? <laughs> Hopefully not. If we're discerning, hopefully we're not being played. But I want you to listen to this clip. This is a story out of Columbus, Georgia. You're not going to hear a lot of talk about this. 
because it doesn't fit the national narrative um, when we talk about justice and, and racism and all of these things. But mm -hmm. just listen. Police say a stabbing suspect targeted a Columbus store worker because of his race. Authorities arrested 19-year-old Javon Hatchett for what they say was an unprovoked attack against a worker at AutoZone. Police Sergeant R.S. Mills testified that Hatchett admitted to stabbing the employee. Mills says Hatchett told him he did because he, quote, felt the need to find a white male to kill. Mills testified Hatchett said he wanted to kill a white man because of police brutality against African-Americans. Hatchett is being held in jail without bond. What? Man. What is happening? Man. What is happening in our country? What, what, what is happening when a person says, you know, I just felt like I needed to kill someone who doesn't look like me because of all the videos I'm watching. And, and again, when we, we talk about the psychological toll that this takes on individuals watching these things all the time, right? We are not built. We're mm -hmm. not designed to be, you know, beholding, if you will, all of these things all the time with no end. Right. Right. And, and here we go. The, the evil one, right. Seizes these opportunities. And then this, this, this is what happens. Yep. 19 year old <laughs> Javon Hatchet goes into an auto zone and repeatedly stabs one of the workers. Why? Cause he, he just felt like he needed to kill a white man because of all the pro the police brutality that he's witnessing. And, you know, I, I just want to say that I the media has such a hand in this. You know, when these videos and these things first mm -hmm. come out, whether it's social yep. media or the media, they show like the last 30 seconds or the, the last right. minute. You know, they show the person being shot. They don't show the tussle on the other side of the car. Nope. You know, but what happened before. And so when you hear guys say, you know, I'm scared or I'm terrified, Come you on. know, it's man, the media has a lot to do with that. You That's know, right. people are scared if they are scared for real. I don't believe LeBron James is really terrified for his right. life. But but people who are, it's because, man, they're consuming this media that's telling them that you are being hunted. That it is edited to cause fear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you have this guy in, in Georgia, man, he has succumbed to that, you know, so much so that he felt like he needed to go and do something. And, and you can't tell me, you, you cannot tell me that this is not demonic. Right. You, you cannot tell me that this is the design of the evil one. Hmm. You cannot. That's right. You cannot like, and see, so, so we can't even look at this through a natural lens only. Right. Like you, you can see what's going on, but you're like, this is spiritual. The, devil, the, the, the yeah. believer knows this. Yes. You look at what's going on in Portland. Yes. Like more than 80 consecutive nights of violent riots. Right. More than 80. Who can endure that? And why is that happening? And what does the Bible say about rage and outbursts of anger? And all this stuff is, <laughs> is demonic, man. It's, it's spiritual in nature. So, you know, when we come back on the other side of the break, not only will we open the phone lines up, but before we do that, we will turn to the word of God. Because remember, the question is, why is this happening? Why is L.A. County still pursuing Grace Community Church? <laughs> why is this? Ha why? Why are they unrelenting? 
and their attack on the church. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Angela Prim, Battle Hymn of the Republic. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. Uh, we can start queuing up your calls. I want to um, read uh, just a little bit from this article that I thought offered some insight, and I want to kind of drive home the point of, you know, we kind of get right there, just outside of the pocket. I hope that's the right reference. We want to get <laughs> in the pocket. Uh, we want to really put our finger on what's happening in this country um, but you can start to queue up the calls for Sherry B. If you don't mind at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. I was reading this article mm-hmm. from the Daily Signal uh, written by uh, Laura Rice, I think is how you would say her name. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, she's a senior research fellow uh, specializing in homeland security at the at the Heritage Foundation. And she was talking about, you know, what's going on with riots. And she's looking at Portland specifically. Mm-hmm. But I think she touches on something. And, and what I want to do as a Christian, not to say that she's not, I don't know her personally. I don't know. Right. Um, but as a Christian, I, Miki, I want to say when we get to solutions that work kind of now in real time, and we can put our finger on what's going on. It's because the Bible predates those solutions now. The Bible <laughs> is true first. Amen. Right. The Bible has already gotten there and said, well, yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why this is happening. Um, but I want to I want to read a little bit from our article. And don't, you know, we'll put a link to it in, in the show notes when you go to AFR.net and you get the podcast there. You'll find all the links that we put in for the articles. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes this. We see cities wrecked by uh, riots um, going the other way, cutting police budgets. Um, ordering police to stand down in the face of criminal behavior, obstructing cooperation among state, local and federal law enforcement, even barring police from showing riot video to the American people. She continues to rid Portland of the riots completely. The rioters must be prosecuted for the state and federal crimes they are committing. Sadly, she writes, rogue prosecutors are refusing to prosecute rioters and looters in multiple cities across the country, including Portland. This dereliction of duty enables rioters to be released from jail and return to the streets to commit more violence the next night. Indeed, it only emboldens them. Now, she has touched on something that is spiritual in nature. The Bible already tells us this. Mm -hmm. The Bible already tells us this. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, I'm going to start at verse 11. Listen to what the word of God says, folks. And and this, this is how we view what is going on, why these things are happening, right? Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. So when there is a breakdown of justice in our country, 
Notice I'm not giving a qualification. I'm not saying biblical justice because justice just has one definition. That's right. But we start trying to redefine it because, again, people steal definitions from the church. They steal definitions from God, redefine them, and then we fall all over ourselves trying to get it right. No, there's just one definition of justice. All right? And it's rooted in the character and the nature of God. <laughs> okay? Amen. Everything else is a counterfeit. Everything else is a counterfeit. So when we have a breakdown in our society, when civility breaks down, when justice breaks down, What's going on? These depend on rules. They depend on laws. They depend on absolute truth. And America, sadly, has rejected all three. Mm. No rules, no laws, no absolute truth. Lies and deception are rampant in our culture. Why? Because the Bible says that those who oppose God prefer the lie. They prefer the lie. And this is why people who love God, you're looking and you're like, I can't believe you don't want the truth. Well, because you love the Lord, you love the truth. Hmm. When a person does not love the Lord, they do not love the truth. That's right. When justice breaks down, evil increases. Hmm. And that's what we see happening in our country. So, yes, we're going to be able to look practically at what the solutions are. Rioters and looters, and we'll go to the phone lines here. Rioters and looters need to be prosecuted. We need a strong show of force. Remember what we said. You cannot keep lawlessness as a pet. You can't make nice with it. That's right. But I'm going to say this. For the believer, we go a step further, and we understand the spiritual implications of what's happening in our country. That's right. All right. The number is 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Kevin in Ohio. Hi, Kevin. Hey, good afternoon, Mickey and Will. How are y'all today? Doing good. Good afternoon. Um, well, okay. So um, we have a youth pastor at our church, and we were doing the whole, um, you know, the Zoom Bible study. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wasn't expecting him to minister yesterday, so... <clears throat> The very first thing he uh, he he said was that um, you know he touched on Bill De Blasio and how they're stopping churches from um, worshiping, and then he starts to um, attack this whole idea of how President Trump, you know, was sending these false messages about um, how there were um, good people on the um, on both sides of the riots, but he basically said that the racist. Uh, the, the supremists were supposed to be was supposedly good folks and how he tried to just knock Obama down. And then he said a lot of these uh, churches and our spiritual leaders are so offended at a hashtag, he wouldn't mm-hmm. say it, but then he opened his shirt up and he had a little Black Lives Matter logo on mm-hmm. there. You know, originally, you know, I was supporting the whole sentiment, okay, okay, yeah, all lives matter, you know, but now it's gone a little bit step further. So I actually, I stopped even watching it, you know, after, you know, he pulled his shirt up and, and had the black lives matter on it, you know? Wow. So it's like, okay, you are a spiritual leader. You know what I mean? First of all, yeah. you are supposed to be speaking truthfully, you know, and mm-hmm. if I couldn't fact check them, you know, cause he's a youth pastor anyway, but if I, if I could, I would have, you know, so. 
it's, it's, it saddens me, you know, I mean, yeah. this is my church, like my right. uncle's church, you know what I mean? And, um, I, I kind of want to find a different congregation, but it's like, well, where do you, where do we go now? You know, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it frustrated me and disappointed me and it hurt my heart a little bit, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. Thank you Man, for calling, Kevin, Kevin. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate Man. you. And we we can hear the disappointment in your voice. We can hear it. And, you know, I, I will say this. And, and, you know, I think that every believer needs to be prayerful about what the Lord would have them to do. Um, but let us remember that those who serve as elders and overseers, you know, if there is a charge that is to be brought against them, uh, the Bible doesn't say, no, you can't do it because they're an elder. No, mm-hmm. the Bible says there needs to be two or three witnesses. Right. right. And the Bible also says that we should not show partiality. Right. Right. So, you don't. there's not certain people who are at the place where they can't right. be challenged. Exactly. And, and so I would hope that the other people who were a part of that Zoom call mm-hmm. uh, would step up and say, hang on a second here. What what is it that we're promoting? Right. What is it that we're standing for? Right. And uh, and, you know, that that may be the that may prayerfully be the place to start. I would just say that to our brother, Kevin. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Pam in uh, Texas. Hi, Pam. Hi, how are you? Doing fine. Well, good. I just wanted to, first of all, agree that I, I, I agree with you that I think all of this is spiritual warfare. And. It didn't occur to me, though, until I just heard it on your show. And when you said that, um, you know, they had, there had even been some witchcraft associated with BLM. And it just, um, it made, it started making sense because I had just, you know, not long before that, wondered to myself, what in the world is going on? What's making our young people fall for this? Mm. What, what's making businesses fall for this? What in the world are they threatening them with, are telling them that is so powerful? Mm-hmm. That it would make them do this, and then when you said that, it was just exactly. Of course, that's the only thing that can be that powerful. And then I also wanted to see if you ever read a book called "This Present Darkness" by mm-hmm. Frank Pirelli. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, reading that in college. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I wanted to, uh, you know, recommend that to your listeners. Uh, my pastor had said it was the closest thing to reality uh, that was actually fiction. Um, as as to spiritual warfare that he had ever read. Mm. Thank you. um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, thank you, Pam. I I just want to say this. And again, um, I think putting, saying that witchcraft um, is associated with Black Lives Matter is putting it mildly. Um, I would say that from the leader's own mouths, witchcraft is the driving force behind this movement. That's what they say. Um, and, and our brother Abe did an extraordinary yes. show and, and I would, where you hear the leaders in their own oh, words, words right. okay. Um, expressing that it's more than a hashtag that when they're calling up on you to say different names and things like that, what they're doing, I recommend that you go to AFR.net. Um, I, I want to say that that was one of the latest, uh, action alerts mm-hmm. that if you get that coming to your inbox, which I recommend that you do, um, you'll get that show, a link to that show. Mm-hmm. which has been um, viewed tens of thousands of times. Yes. And so, and why? Why? Because people, I, I would say like Pam, have been trying to figure out why is this such a draw? 
what's going on? Like, why is it? Well, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, Pam. Come on now. So, Come so on now. that's 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 why this is happening. Yeah. And um, just praise God that we have people who are willing to keep holding the line, standing on the front line, right, holding that line, and saying we will uncover and we will reveal what the enemy is trying to do behind the scenes. That's right. The Lord gives us the wisdom to be able to do that. That's right. Uh, Will the Great, where should we go next? All right, let's go to Camille in Mississippi. Hi, Camille. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, very, very powerful show today. Thank you for speaking the truth. I'll be brief because I know we don't have much time. Um, the CDC numbers today, when I heard that this morning, uh, literally had tears immediately and just, it's painful. It's what our country has gone through. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say for nothing because obviously there's we've lost lives. But for all of our elderly in the nursing homes, for people yes. that have been in the hospitals and couldn't have family with them, and mm-hmm. all of this for yes. for what? Our economy, everything. It just, yeah. It's so maddening and saddening. It's just unreal. And then the other thing, real quick, I don't know if you all know about Godspeak Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks, California. I heard so one, mm-hmm. one of the churches, big yeah. churches that has refused to close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a sermon yesterday, and y'all, I, I just want, I want everybody to please God speak Calvary Chapel, Thousand Oaks, California. They need to listen to that sermon. That is the the best, most informative um, from Paul <laughs> to now. The the relation of what's going on is just it was very very good. Mm. Thank and you, Camille. He brought, he brought up something real quick. Hashtag White House siege. You all know about that. I've heard of that. I've, no, I haven't heard of that. I've heard of that. It's, it's something that they're planning to do in September, you know, to uh, protest outside of the White House. But thank you so much, uh, Camille. We appreciate your call. Yeah, that's my first time hearing that. I have to look more into that. Um, but thank you, Camille. We really do appreciate you. And it's it, it really is sad what's happened in our country. I want to try to squeeze in a couple more calls, so I'll hold off on my commentary. Who, who's next, Will the Great? Okay, Jason in Arkansas. Hi, Jason. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing good. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, this country. I know exactly why the uh, the media is doing what they're doing. It's because of what you said. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against mm. principalities and powers and spiritual spiritual wickedness in high places. That's right. This is exactly what's going on in this world. And uh, I got a couple. I got a couple scriptures for. Uh, get uh, hey Jason, you can you hear him? Jason, I can't. I'm having up. a hard time hearing Jason, and yeah. he was just about to give us a couple, couple scriptures. scriptures. Sorry about that, Jason. Man, I am so sorry about that. I really Man. wanted to hear that, and because I jot those down when those scriptures are being cited, I will yeah. get them from callers. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, Will. All right, Lamont in Virginia. Hi, Lamont. Guys, real quick, because I know we run out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything about our Christian commitment doesn't come from the head. It comes from the heart. We know that. And all these principles are evidence of the last times. And we just have to defend against it, love one another, and absolutely know that when you raise your children, we have eight kids, 29 down to 14. And when you raise them in an environment of God's love, you know what the difference is in each child because Mm -hmm. you love them. But... You know, people, thank you so much for printing the truth and speaking the truth. And I'd moved to Tupelo, Mississippi. Where are y'all living? Y'all live in Tupelo? Yeah, we're in Mississippi. This is our headquarters. We're originally from New Orleans. Sometimes you hear that come out, Lamont. 
But um, <laughs> we're wor- we're working on getting our Mississippi twang. It just you know just give us a few more yeah, years. We don't have it yet. We're almost there. Lamont we're almost there. Like Monty, just, I think that was Monty. <laughs> wait, what? Did I say the wrong name? No, his name is Lamont, but it's Lamont. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> just, you know me. Help me out, Will the Great. Help me out. Um, I will say this as we go to the break, or as we go to the end of the show. The yeah. Lord has not left us alone. The Lord has not left us alone. Return to the Lord. I want to encourage every Christian: return to the Lord, unapologetically returning to the authority of Scripture. We're out of Amen. time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.